Sarah, um, first, can you can you state what your position is in the ER room here in Steinbeck? Yes, um, I am an ER nurse. I am an RN. Yeah, I work in all the areas, including triage and the hands-on nursing. Uh, do you also work in, in any of the wards uh, pertaining to COVID-19? Um, well, see, when people first come into the ER, we triage them, we assess them, um, and then we, if they're COVID positive, we keep them for a while, stabilize them if they're not stabilized. Um, and so we do deal with all the COVID patients initially. And then eventually, if they're stable enough, they will go to the COVID ward. If they're not stable enough, then we intubate and then send them to ICUs if there's beds. Yeah, and that whole if there's beds thing kind of sounds like it's becoming the theme here in Steinbeck. What does the situation look like right now, Sarah? Oh, well, right now I would say dire. Um, I've never seen anything like it before. Um, every bed is full. Um, and just keep in mind that's fluid. People do pass away and that makes a new bed. Or the, the, sometimes people get better and they can manage in the community and that makes a new bed. But overall, we are full. Every room is full. Our negative pressure rooms are full. Oftentimes, we are having to put people in hallways now. We heard one story of, of somebody actually who had to spend the night in an ambulance because there wasn't enough room. Can you, do you know if that happened? That specific story I haven't heard. However, um, it wouldn't surprise me because if we have COVID-positive patients that come in um, via EMS, they are not allowed to offload until we have a bed. And because we are so over capacity and full, it's entirely possible that they had to wait hours in the ambulance bay with ambulance attendants, but essentially spend the night there. That wouldn't surprise me. Goodness gracious. And it sounds to me like you don't think the people of Steinbeck really grasp just how desperate uh, circumstances are right now. Uh, would that be fair to say? You know, I think so. Like... You know, we have a Personal Health Information Act and we do protect patients' privacy. So that lends us a certain degree of silence that we have to have. Um, but as a nurse in my own community, I feel that the community really doesn't have an idea of how bad and how desperate we are in the ER right now. Describe how you and your fellow staff members there at the hospital are feeling. Like, how does the shift look for you? Well, yesterday I came in early to help just because we got a desperate cry for help from our manager. And so I came in early. So I started my shift. They had just done an intubation, very sick patient. So I did all the restocking. And then from there, it was just constant. In 11 hours, I did not get one break. We just went steady. And it is just very overwhelming for us as a staff to go that constantly. And just when you kind of get a situation under control, you get word that two more ambulances are coming in with COVID-positive patients. It's completely overwhelming. What, what does that do to the, to the emotions and the morale of you and your team? Well, we often look at each other and we, we just, we put our eyebrows up and we're like, how are we supposed to manage in these conditions? These aren't, these aren't sustainable. Plus, the biggest thing is that we're fearing for patient safety because we are doing our very best, but when people just keep coming, there's just not enough of us to care for them. And we're wondering what's next. As this is only, as we've seen yesterday's numbers to the numbers before, this is only getting worse, not better. So I don't know where we are at capacity to, to manage this 
this volume of people that keep coming in. What what can the people of Steinbach and area here do to help you guys? Is there anything? Well, the biggest thing is that we need a show of solidarity from our community. Um, we are working tirelessly and endlessly um, just to help the people of our community and surrounding areas, um, just for people to understand and realize how desperately hard we are working for them. Um, you know, you hear about these anti-mask people, you hear about these anti-mask rallies, and we just, we see that, and we're utterly shocked and dismayed at the fact that there are people doing that when we are working so tirelessly for our community that they will shamelessly just go out there. But the paradox is, yet when they're sick, where do they go? They come to us at the hospital. So if people could wear their mask, show some respect, show kindness, that would be the biggest thing our community could do. Encourage your frontline workers. Um, send texts and messages of support. Reach out. We've had people drop off food in wipeable containers. That's been a lifeline. Those are a few suggestions. The other thing we're hearing is that um, you, you guys aren't also kind of getting a break from the government who's constantly calling you and constantly monitoring the situation. And, and uh, I, I would only assume if that's happening that that's taking a lot of precious time that, that you, you need. Uh, is that the case? Yeah, um, you know, like, that is one of our concerns, like, for our mental, physical, and emotional exhaustion that's happening right now. I mean, the government saw this coming. I mean, it's we're way past the point of blaming and finger-pointing. Um, but I just, my hope is that, that we can get some relief, some help, some funding, some permission to get more staff in all areas, from our housekeeping to our work clerking, for our doctors, for our nurses, um, just because the volume is unmanageable. And so if our government can just see that we are working in these very unsafe, heavy conditions, um, that would be a huge blessing to us. If they could just acknowledge that, reach out, give us a, a show of solidarity, um, and support us physically with workers and staff, that would be great. Now, I think I can speak for a lot of people here at the radio station and elsewhere probably when we say like the work you're doing is is so remarkable. And I'm wondering, are you able to still have compassion for your patients even as you're dealing with all of these stresses and anxieties? <laughs> that is a good question. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're human. And so we do burn out sometimes. I have found it in myself and not intentionally. Um, my patience and my temper can get a bit short with people. Not so much that it's any one person, but just the fact that when you're juggling such a huge volume, it's very hard to not feel like you're drowning and get and give even more to people around you. But at the end of the day, I try to remind myself of my blessings, and that is that I have my health and that I can help these people, and they don't have their health right now. So it kind of puts it into perspective for me to kind of shift it off of my overwhelming situation and onto they just need help. And that helps me keep going. Wow, yeah, that's powerful stuff. It's so much more full than you've ever really seen it. Just give me that, that quantitative comparison. What would a normal November look like at the hospital and how does this differ? You know, I had, I've worked all weekend. I worked Remembrance Day. I worked yesterday. Um, I'm often at triage in the front, so I'm very aware of our volumes because I'm, I'm often like the face you first see when you kind of come in to see a nurse. 
um, a regular November, you might you might have a full waiting room, um, but you have beds on the unit. You often have beds waiting in the ER that have room right now. I liken this to what I what it must have been sometimes around the war, where people just kept the injured just kept coming and coming and coming, and you had no place for them. That is the feeling that it has. Like, right when we're so exhausted, we have filled every bed. We have finally transferred a few patients out, and then we get four more in. Like, it's, I've never seen anything like this before, to have every room, every space, every bed in the hospital fall, every ICU bed fall. It is it's just something I've never seen in my career, and I sure hope that it's, it ends sooner than later. I'll be honest, while you were talking there, I teared up a little bit. Like, the situation is so scary here right now, and, and you guys are, are doing so much. Um, I think you've exhausted my questions here. Is there anything you want to add that you want to get out to people? Um, I mean, if I could ask for community support and for one thing is try be patient with your healthcare system. If you do come to the hospital and you, you might get a bit of an abrupt nurse, please just try realize that she's not being abrupt or he is not being abrupt with you or your situation specifically. It's just the fact that we have so many things that are also critical all happening at the same time that we are just trying to prioritize the best and safest way to do with what we have. So just try to show patience, try to show kindness, try to realize that we are trying our best to help. We just, at some point, there's just not enough of us to do that so just some grace maybe even and kindness 